welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Welcome to our family service where it's absolute mayhem. It's kids colouring and yep, everything. So we, we, um, we like loud church, so that's all good. And um, so if you feel like you're trying to shush your kids, welcome to... Um, Life, it's all good, not just church, welcome to life. Yeah, some, you guys are ready to go. You ready? Do you know where the book of Exodus is? It's the second book in the Bible, Genesis, then Exodus, so right at the front, all right? So we're going to read, in a minute, we're going to read from the book of Exodus, chapter 10, okay? And so we're going to read there. Um, in just a moment, and I promise uh, we won't be long here today, but it is good to see you, um, and welcome very much to um, Empower Church here. It's good to have you here today. So really believing and just, no, just excited with what God's doing. He's doing so much in and through us, and so we're just glad that you're here with us today. We look forward to connecting with you a little bit later um, uh, where we've got a sausage sizzle, hospitality's organised. So hang around. Um, there's plenty of time for us to just connect and do all that. So that'd be good. You good there, Maya? You all right? Yeah. Fun times. Cool. Well, Exodus chapter 10. It's fun, isn't it? So much fun. In fact, what I want to talk to you today, this is, a, um, this is a, a good segue into our message today. I don't know about you if you're a parent or been in any relationship um, or being a child or whatever. You realise that, that relationships at a, at a pretty fundamental level are kind of about compromise. Now, with kids, uh, not compromise in the bad sense, don't worry. I saw all the Pentecostal Christians looking at me there like... <laughs> Compromise. Anyway, um, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, like compromise, for example, we've got uh, the age range of our children is from 14 to 3. And so thank God with our 14-year-old, we're not having to negotiate whether she showers or not. But with our 3-year-old, we're having conversations with her that are like, do you want a bath or do you want a shower? Do you want to... Um, you know, our, <laughs> we, we, read a, we read a book um, that was helping bring a correction to, well, not a correction, but encouraging in our parenting. And it was all, all around this idea of having a conversation with the kids and everything. And I've realised, and it made me realise that, um, you know, for example, it's like um, in this area of compromise and parenting and leading and doing all those sorts of things. Even it happened with my son before. You might have seen me up the front row here where he was sitting down there and I was like, come over here and stand up, MJ. No, I don't want to. (laughs) 
come over here, MJ, and I'm trying to do it very spiritually speaking from the front row to look like, not now, man, I'm telling a story. And um, honestly, now the mic, all the attention's on them. They'll do whatever you want. Um, but uh, and I'm like, all right, you just have to stand up for one song and then you can sit down and have your snacks. It's quite fascinating though, isn't it, Tim? Because the boys have been running around pretty much for the, for the hour and a half we've been here prior to the surface, going crazy. Soon as the music starts, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but it's, a, it's about it, this, this, this compromise, right? And so some of these compromises are good. We work through them. You go, do you want to shower now or do you want to have a shower later? Do you want to shower or bath? You can either eat the broccoli or the peas. Who's choosing the broccoli over the peas? Let me see a raise of hands. Maya, thank you. Who's choosing the peas? Who just, who's not choosing vegetables at all? All right, all right, good, good. Who's only having vegetables? We're all, let's have a show of hands. Just vegetables, good one, I like it. That's some well-parented children. Um, but there's compromise everywhere. And really what I want to talk to you today is about this story found in, in the book of Exodus. You might know the story where the Israelites, God's children, have been in captivity for 400 years. They've been slaves to Pharaoh. They've, um, they've basically complied that whole time as slaves to Pharaoh. And God... Uh, and Moses start having this conversation, we'll call it. Moses has an encounter with God and God speaks to Moses about him being uh, a part of the process of seeing the Israelites free. If you don't know the story, what happens from there is there's all these plagues that, that break out and God uses these plagues. They're actually um, defined as acts of judgment that God brings uh, to liberate the children of Israel. In fact, just quickly, I want to read you Exodus chapter 6. You stay in Exodus 10, but I want you to hear what God said at the very start. All right, you ready for this? It says, Therefore, this is God speaking to Moses, excuse me, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm, with mighty acts of judgment. And I will take you as my own people. Remember, he's speaking to the whole nation now. With, as my own people, then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians and I will bring you to the land I swore with, an up, with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. And I will give it to you as a possession, I am the Lord. You know, there are some things before we were talking about maybe a version of compromise that's important, that's about us kind of just doing life. But how many of you know that there are a whole lot of areas in our life specifically pertaining to our relationship with Jesus and who God's called us to be as the church in this time, there are a whole lot of areas that we must put a line in the sand and refuse to be people of compromise. I think if there's a challenge that we have in our Western society um, on both sides of politics, the full circumference of 
the political kind of persuasion from uh, how our kids are being educated to what our universities are teaching you if you're there to the peer pressure amongst um, our peers at every level from primary school right through to if you're a business person or uh, work in some sort of other profession today. And there is this pull in society for the church to compromise the value, the values of God's Word and compromise who it is in order for it to acclimatise and fit better within the current culture. And we've got to be these people that, um, that really make a stand and choose and recognise that there are areas around who God's called us to be that we're not prepared to compromise. And one of these areas, you know, I'm not going to list all these areas that we don't need to compromise. You can do your journey with the Holy Spirit and we'll teach you as time goes on around some of those things as well. But the one thing that I want to talk to you today is out of this story in Exodus where Moses makes a decision that before Pharaoh, the most powerful person on the planet at this time, Moses draws a line in the sand and says, I'm not going to compromise. So here we are in Exodus chapter 10. And let's quickly read this. It says, Then Moses and Aaron brought back to them, uh, were brought back to Pharaoh. Pharaoh summons them, right? Um, then Mo- Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go and worship the Lord your God, he said. But tell me, Who will be going? Moses answered, We will go, listen to this, with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, The Lord be with you. If I let you go among Sorry, along with your women and children, clearly you are bent on evil. How funny is this? This is Pharaoh saying this to Moses, saying, you guys are evil. You've got an agenda here. You've got an agenda here and it doesn't fit with what the world's agenda is. And then all of a sudden now the world and the powers that be are pointing at the church or Israel and saying, you've got an evil agenda. I find that so fascinating. He says, he says, no, I have only the men go and worship the Lord since that's what you've been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Moses clearly says that we're going to go with our young and we're going to go with our old. We are not leaving this place to worship the Lord without every generation coming with us. And I thought that it was fitting today that we as a church community need to make a decision and draw a line in the sand that we are not going to be the church of Jesus Christ without taking every generation with us. We refuse to be the people that say, all right, well, just the men can go. 
or just the, just the adults can go. That's all good. We'll just go do that. No, this is why we're kind of on this radical journey. We're prepared to do church in this season a little bit messy, a little bit out of the box because we don't want your, we don't want our children. We don't want our children. We don't want every generation, any generation when there's kind of a click over, you know, a lot of the, we, we don't want them to get left behind and we don't want the ministry of the older or the younger to be sacrificed upon the altar of us trying to be contemporary. We believe that we can have a church that ministers and releases and empowers a three-year-old as equally as it releases and empowers a 93-year-old in Jesus' name. When we said that we wanted to be a church that's not full of ministers but full of members, we were not talking about a certain demographic and age market that that build a health build a church quickly. We were talking about the young and the old. We had we were talking about a, a church that participates in the prophecy of Joel chapter number two that the young will have dreams and the old will have. We are talking about the Holy Spirit coming on men's servants and maid servants. We are talking about a church, the young and old, male, female. There is nothing that separates us from God. There is no delineation in the Spirit. The same prayer from a three-year-old can be uttered out of the words of a 93-year-old. The same, the same prayer and preaching that comes out of a 40-year-old can come out of the mouth of a four-year-old and it be equally pow powerful because there is not a senior or a junior Holy Spirit. There is just a church that have a yes in their heart for the Lord. And we're on this, we're enjoying this journey, right? We're enjoy enjoying this journey. We're enjoying the, the um we're enjoying, we're enjoying the journey of saying yes to Jesus and saying, Lord, we don't know where this is going, but we're excited about being a church full of ministers, not just full of members. You know, one of the things that we say is that we say that we're uh, every, everyone, everywhere, every day. Now, when we said everyone, we were really, there was something burning in our hearts that we're seeing here in Scripture where Moses refuses to compromise. Refuses to compromise before Pharaoh. Now, I don't know about you, but often when I'm reading the Bible, I try to put myself in the shoes of, say, Moses in this case. Now, I don't know about you, but... Um, you realise if you do a bit of study on the plagues, you realise that Moses actually tried, uh, Pharaoh rather, actually tried to get Moses to compromise in a number of ways at a number of times throughout the narrative around the plagues. And Moses continued to refuse to compromise. But it's got to be said, I reckon, as if I was... I've been summoned by Pharaoh and I'm in Pharaoh's courts and I'm, I'm there and, and he's saying, well, 
just go and worship with these people. Later on, it says, well, just, just go, but just leave your life's livestock. But when you have a word from God that is in your heart about who God has called you to be, can I strongly urge and encourage you to have the conviction to not compromise on that thing that God has put in your heart. Now, let's be real. Pharaoh appears in many different ways. I think one of the reasons why uh, this is important for us to understand is because Pharaoh and their slavery, the reason why, one of the reasons why, um, why, I suppose Pharaoh was prepared to kind of go, all right, well, you can do this. Now you can't do it. And the Bible tells us that God hardened his heart. It's partly because they were his labour. And whilst they were under and within slavery, it's a couple of million people in slavery that politically Pharaoh is also trying to manage. And I reckon at times Pharaoh comes as that kind of political, I'm not talking human politics here, but in that kind of political space, trying to convince us and trying to give us a good reason. Well, if you just do this, then I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? And I want to invite you to invite the Holy Spirit to say, well, what? And how is Pharaoh trying to get me to compromise? Later on, Joshua would say the words as he was raised under the education of Moses. Joshua would later say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I think we've got to be these people Right? That are like, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, Alicia and I, over the last probably couple of years, realistically, but we've just been really challenged, especially in pioneering a new church and, and COVID and all those sorts of things. And God willing, we won't have to go through any more lockdowns and all those sorts of things. But they're a good test, right? of like, where is my actual, outside of the mechanism of Sunday church and small groups and all those sorts of things, what does my walk with Jesus look like? Families, what does it look like in your home? You know, what does it look like in the context of the lifestyle and the culture of how you and your family relate and connect around Jesus? Because His name has got to be something we speak in our homes. His name has got to be something we speak about and we share about and we gather around, not just on a Sunday. We raise anemic children if we just raise them on a meal once a week on a Sunday morning. And then we wonder why at certain junctions, right, um, at certain junctions, not just of, of, of younger people, but people tend to fall out of relationship with God and disconnect from being a part of the body of Christ. Why? 
because we've raised up a people that um, we've raised up a people that know their spirituality here. But we need to be a people that are saying, as for me and my house, the culture of my home is going to be one where we serve the Lord. And can I be honest with you today? Really honest with you. This isn't to burn my children by any ways, but just to be um, just to be real. We're on a journey where we're going, hey, we're going to be worshippers at home. We're going to be prayerful at home. We're going to ask some of those really deliberate, pointed questions about your relationship with Jesus that obviously are age appropriate, you know. But I feel that in this season, God's calling us to be a ch- as a family church, God's calling us to say, how, how can we be like Moses and Aaron that say, I'm not compromising. I'm bringing my entire family on this journey. I'm not gonna compromise. You know, one of the reasons why we thought it was a good idea um, to, to have an environment, have a service, if you like, like this, is because we see the importance of the generations being in the same space. Because I think that um, anyone that's 40 plus has something fairly significant to give down to that next generation. And I think those that are below that age have also something really significant to contribute, not just to this environment, but to being a community of believers, a spiritual priesthood together where we serve and worship the Lord. Amen. And so I'm encouraging you today. We're inviting you on a journey. That's really what we're doing. It's saying, hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go on and worship without you. Did you hear that? I want you to just like, like I'm trying to connect with eyeballs right now. Like. I know it's awkward looking in eyes, isn't it? But we're trying to, we're trying, we're we're, we're not going to move on. We're not going to the mountain without you. Because God hasn't called us to hit the mountain for the mountain's sake. Because this, the, the, the dynamic of family is the way that God created us to coexist with each other. And so there's something powerful about all of us being there. There's something missing if you're not there. And so we want to communicate to you very clearly today. 
that we're not going up to the mountain without you. And for some of you, your reasons might be like, well, I, just, I got hurt in my last church or I um, don't even understand. Well, are we actually going to a mountain? Like, is it near Elkanah or what's the story? I don't know. The mountain's a metaphor, okay? It's not a real mountain. The cathedral mountain ranges, is it, is it, is it like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm too new to Christianity. I don't really know what you're talking about. What I'm saying is, is we're going on a journey and it won't be the same without you. And that journey that we're going on is one where we're going to arrive, again, metaphor, in a place that's going to be where the worship's going to be absolutely incredible. And it won't be the same without you. Where the freedom that we experience is going to be absolutely incredible, but it won't be the same without you where our youth ministry will be hundreds and hundreds of kids worshipping Jesus passionately being discipled but it won't be the same without you where our kids ministry where there is going to I'm prophesying right now there is going to be a move of God in our children's ministry where they're going to move in the gifts of the spirit and God's power is going to move but it will not be the same without you won't be the same. Won't be the same. And we as a leadership, our board, our staff, our elders, we refuse to go to the mountain without you. And when I say that, I'm talking to you, right? And I think it's this shift in our spirit that says, you know what? I've got to take some people with me on this journey. Just like we're talking, you know, we're kind of, this is like, I feel like Dr. James, James Dobson at the moment, focus on the family, remember that guy? I know we are focusing on the family a little bit at the moment, but I want you to see your role within that family, even if you don't have family here today or children here today, because just like it is my responsibility to take this young man and the rest of our family on a journey, You have a responsibility as a minister. I'm not a minister of the church. Maybe not of Empower, but of God's church. God's calling you to use the gifts that you've got to be released to bless the church, the ecclesia, the people. And so God's calling you and God's inviting you on this journey. And our hearts and our, the doors are wide open. So come on this journey. Can we pray? Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. You're a good God. And Lord, I just pray in this time that you would help us to be that church. Help us to be those people. Use us, call us, guide us, shape us, mould us. We want to be those people, Jesus, that are, that are, Refuse to compromise. And Lord, we thank you like you promised the Israelites. We want to thank you. We want to thank you, Father, that you're calling us to a place to go worship. And we can't wait, Father. We bless 
the name of Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. You're so good. So good. So, so, so good. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, as we come to an end of this service, I want to pray today, firstly, that you would sanctify those sausages that we're about to eat. Jesus, you know they need it. If anything needs a miracle, those sausages do. (laughs) But Lord, I'm asking today, Father, that you would just absolutely continue to draw us close to your heart. Lord, as we approach this week leading into the Passover and leading into a time where we gather around the greatest moment in history for us, the death and resurrection. I pray, Father, that even as we're having this conversation about taking up taking the family of God on a journey. I pray, just give us ideas this week of how we can bring our families on this journey. I pray, Father, that people would come to Christ this week. I pray that you'd put something burning within our hearts to evangelise to our work colleagues, to our neighbours, to our friends, Father, to whoever it might be. Lord, help us to be a blessing this week. Help us to want to give, not receive. Help us, Father, wanting um, just... Yeah, put that desire in our hearts, Lord, to just go away to that place to be with You. We love You so much, Jesus. And we want to honour You in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen and Amen and Amen. So come on, let's go on a journey, right? Let's go on this journey and let's walk this out together. And I think that's what we're doing. And I'm excited about it. I really, really am excited about what God is doing and how He's preparing us for the next season. I said it a number of weeks ago, just as we uh, wrap up, um, but I did say it, uh, I'm not sure if it was last week or a few weeks ago. Obviously, we see kind of this time slot and this venue as something that's permanently temporal at the moment. (laughs) And by that, I mean our hearts are saying that it's absolutely a temporary thing. It is definitely a temporary thing. Um, But there's a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of work in the background to position ourselves for what's next. Um, We are in continual dialogue with uh, the council across the road. Obviously, all the vaccination stuff there is problematic for what we want to do and who we want to be available to minister to. And so that's off the cards at the moment. But just want to keep letting you know that, um, uh, that we're working hard towards that, towards what's next. But I don't want us to miss what's now because we're just looking to what's next. Like there's gonna, like, there, that was a good preaching line, I know. But the, I need this to set in because I need you to understand that what God's doing now is setting us up for what's next. And so if anything, we want you to engage with what Holy Spirit is doing on a deeper level and be open to what that means. Be open to that transformation within you because this is this is a preparation season. 
It really is. This is really a preparation season. And whilst we're all, I don't know about you, but we're used to comfortable buildings and where we can do things and, you know, Frank Sinatra, I did it my way type of church environment. Right now we're a little bit restricted with all those sorts of things, but it's going to come. But while it's coming, let's not forget what He is doing. Amen. And so if you have any questions about any of that sort of stuff or anything for that matter, um, please just reach out to us. We're it's very transparent here. So we'd, um, we'd love to just sit down if that's over a coffee, email, phone call, whatever. Just reach out. It's good times. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone. Oh, there are gluten-free and vegetarian sausages out there. Miracles do happen. See what happens? He turned meat into bread um, and non-bread options. Hey, head out the back doors to the left as you head out. Right down the end, there's a car park out there where we're all set up. Hang around. Look forward to seeing you next Sunday afternoon. Um, if you want to join our East community, they are hosting a Passover service on Thursday night where they take you through the traditional Passover meal and how it how it is a picture of Jesus. Really powerful. Thursday night out in Burwood. Uh, you can register online. But God bless you. See you next week.